Hello everyone, welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show. Today I'm joined by Dave from Wonky Sheep and uh, we're going to have a little chat about his business and life in general. How are you doing today, Dave? You okay? Yeah, not bad. It's the uh, it's middle of the week already, although these days do seem to blur into one recently. Yes, yes they do. Uh, one, one big long Zoom session. Yeah, I think this is my fourth, fourth or fifth Zoom of the day. So, um, but it is my last one. So, uh, you'll uh, have a rest. Yes, it's, uh, you do get a bit of Zoom fatigue, don't you? But um, the usual place I start with uh, with people is uh, is the lockdown. You know, so uh, you know Zoom themed. But how has the lockdown been for you? And have you done anything particular in your business to pivot during this time? Um, it's been it's been an interesting lockdown. It's, you know, when everything started kicking off, you know, the the big wonder is, you know, what what happens. But it's actually been quite a good sort of time of reflection in a way, and you know, give you a little bit of a chance to look at where you are. For for our business, there's three elements. You've got the travel, you've got um, event planning, and media consultancy. Now, travel is obviously the one that people talk about. Probably the most, I would, I would guess, because they're mostly affected by them. And for us, the big thing this year was due to be the Euros. Now, it got, it's been moved to next year. Um, so for us, that could have been a lot worse because 90% of the people who were going to watch Wales at the Euros next year just moved and said, I just want to move everything over. Um, and partly because we also work a year in advance we don't all our all our um, outgoings for this year are completely covered so we didn't have that element to worry about either um, and it's also given us the opportunity on that scale to press the reset button on some of like the trips and do things differently and rearrange and you know it, it, more from a logistics point of view for us it, it's making it a lot easier for next year and since the new dates for the tournament have been confirmed in June. Things have just gone, you know, quite mad. I think we've got a, an extra 200 people uh, on top of, so far, on top of how many we were meant to take this year. Partly, I think it's because of the difference in options we've we've put on. It's also some people couldn't go this year, could go next year. But there's also a lot of people who've had a lot of problems getting refunds from airlines, hotels and all that this year who just want to take the easy way out. Uh, and I don't blame them, to be honest. Um, and then the event side, that, that's the one that's just been the quietest. You know, it is literally, there's not many events happening, but, you know, we've seen that with company that does online events, so that uh, is at least offering something. But the other thing that has kept ticking along throughout the period is the media consultancy side. And that's because it's really important for every business, really, because, you know, even if you're a business that's doing nothing, you still need to communicate with people, your customers, your clients, to at least let them know that you're still there, you know. And that's what we've done throughout, you know, through, through all the aspects. You know, you may not have anything to tell anyone, but, you know, you've still got to let them know you're there. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it's important in, in, in business. A lot of uh, businesses, when money gets a bit squeezed and a bit tight, they, they spend on what they have to spend and not on, what they think is a choice and so many people consider sales and marketing to be a choice but really it's it's what has to be spent but it's one of those things that tends to go 
but the clever businesses and the strategic businesses and the people who know that now is not the time to retreat and now is not the time to pull away, but actually to get on the offensive and start making yourself be seen as, you know, the one who's still going while everyone else is retreating a bit. Now is the time, you know, where you can really make some uh, inroads into the industry and into the sector and you're not competing against, you know, as many people, etc. So the smart people are actually spending their money on marketing right now but the the not so smart ones have decided oh well we don't have to spend that right now so we won't but there's also the thing as well you know i completely agree with that but there's also bits of marketing that you can do that won't cost you anything and and for example um as i say it's about keeping yourself in people's minds if i'll, I'll use the whales as, as the example We've got a group um, uh, on Facebook specifically for the travel. I think it's about four and a half thousand people in there. Two particular posts that we did during this lockdown period. One was uh, post your pictures of your favourite away trips. Got hundreds and hundreds of responses. Another one was uh, when BBC Wales started showing the rerun of Euro 2016. Screen grab of the Slovakia game. Post that. Hundreds of interactions. And it, 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 there's ways of doing it. it, it, it there is a, the spend side, which you do need to do as well. But the other side as well is just keeping it going. And people love it. And then when it comes to then when things do pick up, you, you should be hopefully in the forefront of their mind. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, there's loads of uh, organic ways of marketing that, that don't involve spend. A great one is, is what I started in uh, the end of April, which is podcasting. <laughs> that has worked really, really well for me. Um, and also YouTubing, you know, I, I used to put the odd video up and, on, on YouTube now and then, but I never really had a strategy where I could create lots of content. If I didn't, I didn't have a clear strategy on, on something that I could do regular. But the podcast opened up uh, entrepreneur chats, which, which gave me a regular, uh, you know, strategy of content that I could fulfill regularly. You know, because that's the key is that you, you don't want to just start and then, you know, fizzle away. You've got to have something which is sustainable long term and that you can, you know, you can commit to, etc. And I have lots of networking chats and, and, and whatever on the phone. So really, I've just pivoted to doing those chats on the podcast or on a Zoom call. And I'm, I'm doing the same thing I was doing before, but creating content at the same time. Yeah, and it is little little changes that can make a big difference. I mean, I mean, for me, one of the things that I've been meaning to do for a long time um, is is learn to do produce videos uh, myself. And I don't mean using you know go for the templates stuff. It's actually doing stuff with proper software. And during this period, you know, I'm not there yet, but I I now know how to do a lot of basics of stuff. And it's just creating new skills as well. You know, while while things are not going on and. I think, I mean, I know in some cases, some businesses, you know, through this have been completely put on stop. And there are, you know, have hit some people badly and affect them in different ways. But otherwise, the ones that haven't, I, you know, I don't quite understand how you can just suddenly go on stop unless you're physically forced to. You know, you need to be reinventing yourself if needs be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, some people just seem to, you know, wave the white flag too early, you know, whereas, you know, most entrepreneurs aren't like that. Most entrepreneurs, you know, we get obstacles and, and, and you know, problems in our way all the time and we have to find ways around them. And, you know, that is an entrepreneurial mindset and an entrepreneurial spirit. But you do get some people who go into business, they're not really entrepreneurs. 
you know, they've gone in because they were forced to do a management buyout or they were forced to do this or, or they didn't like their boss and so they thought, well, I'll do an alternative. And those people, they're not necessarily the right people to be running businesses a lot of the time. And a lot of the time they, they, they're just, you know, they're not really businesses, they're just a job for themselves, you know? Mm. But, uh, you know, an entrepreneur is someone who can solve problems and, and the coronavirus give us a massive problem that we all have to solve in our businesses. And it's even simple things as well. It's like there's, um, I know in, in and around Cardiff Bay and all that, that, there's a coffee shop that pretty much straight away launched an app uh, where you can order your coffees. You, I think you do your, your order, you've got your picture on it as well, so they know who it is. And before all this, I'd never even heard of the coffee shop. I never even knew that they existed. But now I do. Yeah, you know, and potentially from that. <laughs> They, they do chips next door <laughs> as well, don't they? They own the chippy next door. I had some chips off them. Yeah, it, it, it is that. It is that, yeah. But the thing is, I never knew it existed, but now I do. You yeah. know, so they potentially gained extra customers from being proactive, you know, in a time of crisis. Yeah, exactly. I'm a massive uh, fan of technology, always have been. And it's the ones, you know, obviously people have been forced to use technology now, but, you know, a lot of clever people, you know, like, for example, um, Weatherspoons put in a, an app which you can order from their table, you know, food and drink. And when things open back up now, that's going to help them be able to run their business much better than people who haven't got those uh, apps in place because, you know, they're going to find it difficult to either have to develop an app or find a different way of you know, herding people, if you like, through their premises. Whereas if they all, everyone had an app, then you could just sit them at the table, everyone's socially distanced, and nobody's got to get up and, 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 and move around. So, yes, technology is the answer to most problems when it comes to efficiency, time saving, you know, you know, just making things a little bit better and a bit easier uh, than, than not, not using uh, technology. Yeah, I agree. And it, it, it is the ones who, who, you know, if they haven't come up with the idea it, or, or the technology, will, will struggle because, again, again the, there's, I suppose there's a can't-do can't attitude in, like, you know, maybe you've got a pub that's quite a small pub. It's like, there's no way we can do socially distancing. Well, there is, there will be a way somehow. Yeah. You just have to work, work on how to actually do it. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, you could do you could do uh, pint deliveries. You know, you could have a Zoom event with a karaoke or, or a DJ, and you could s deliver the drinks to the locals in your area. <laughs> I did. Uh, I was watching a program last night. I can't remember what it was. It was a travel program, and it was somewhere in one of the Caribbean islands where they got drive-through uh, drive-through bars, <laughs> which is, is obviously isn't great for drink driving. But you know, it's a, it's a it's a different idea. Well, the Caribbean is a different world there for drinking, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, um, uh, in fact, um, you know, there's a load of uh, petrol stations which all shut down because the supermarkets opened up that have all got, you know, uh, shops with, with, with drives, if you like, past the front of them. Most of them are being used at the moment for cleaning cars, but, you know, there's a great stock there of people to create drive-through businesses of some sort. Oh, yeah, it's... it's... It is open imagination, and to be honest, I'd love it if I could come up with some, you know, some ideas like that that you know could make it work. But you know, anything, anything is possible. If if, if your product's good, people will go. Doesn't matter if you are serving from a tin shed. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're, we're sort of uh, fairly new to, to knowing each other. We met uh, online networking recently. I've been aware of Wonky Sheep for a while with regards to the football and the travel. I didn't know so much uh, uh, about your events. And uh, I, I've obviously got to know more recently. I think you've added that to your portfolio more recently, the media stuff and, and, and the marketing and all that sort of stuff. But tell us a little bit about the events that you were doing. And uh, obviously, tell us a little bit as well about that um, the online event company that you uh, have connected with now, because I'm interested in doing an online event. So there might be a good uh, a good connection for me. Well, yeah, it, uh, the other two sides have sort of been kept a little bit under the radar um, and just been sort of quietly getting on with stuff. Uh, while, you know, the focus that most of the public know is, is, is the travel. But a, a lot of what I've been doing is, is more like events on day uh, support. So it's, the idea is it's your event, you run it how you want to run it, and you can look after the main bits on the day um, while we are there in the background just making sure everything goes smoothly and if anything does crop up or, or whatever, it's, it's something that either you don't have to worry about or have to, you know, so you're still focusing on what you want. Um, and then, you know, we take care of it. I, I mean, it could be anything from B2B uh, event, conferences, dinners, etc. And it can be little simple things like, can you imagine you turn up and, you know, I've, it's happened to me, I'm sure it's happened to most people, turn up at an event, there's no one to meet or greet you, you have no idea where to go and you're looking a little bit lost and, you know, it's not the great first impression to give someone. Or, um, you know, if you're doing a presentation, for example, and you realise that your computer's not set up and you've sat there with an audience and you've got that little awkward moment of like, right, bear with me a second. And it's sort of avoidable. And then, you can you can stop that happening either by you know in the pre-planning or if somebody doesn't want to listen then you know you have to deal with it on the day but of course there's other issues that will crop up as well one of the examples i, I do like to use is, is like a food festival that we um, helped with a couple of years ago um the organizers you know have their thing and we were helping on the day there's a few, few little issues that you know came up a could have been prevented in the first place uh, but wasn't so the layout had a gap in the layout which people could just use as a cut through and miss out half of the all all the people who are there on the stand uh, in the other stand so you know it was like well you need to shut that off and it was like it'd be okay within 10 minutes of the event starting that got shut off so everyone was being seen to and then you know it became quite clear with numbers it was a nice day that there was not enough seating and um, uh, seating and chairs and tables so it's a case of right we need to get something moving and do that so it's like keeping an eye on what's going on at the time while the others are then you know the main people running it are, are looking after the main things so it, it's like those ones it, it sounds it sounds little bits and bobs it's and like and being a director for the day being a director directing events and just just overseeing things that that when you're in in the actual event you may not see that big picture view of what's going on yeah, it, it, exactly, and exactly. But but and, and the main thing is ensuring that the, the people who attend don't know any different, you know. Uh, and and that and that's that's the sort of the main element of that. And in terms of the online, it was actually last week as a company who basically we in talks with, and you can just set up an online event, whether it's a conference, whether it's uh, it, there is going to be experts available as well 
soon. And you can have it up to, I think, up to 2,000 people. And there's agendas. You can go into different rooms and watch um, whatever you want to do. And then depending on what sort of package you go for, you can then have it stay up online uh, so people can come back and watch it later. Um, but it, it looks really good. They are actually updating it in the next couple of weeks, so apparently it's going to look better and it's, you know, it can be all branded and everything like that. Yeah, well, you have to send me a link for that. I'll have a look at it, uh, you know, uh, do me a connection or something. But uh, I was just wondering if you did, when you said events, obviously because of the travel, you know, it's quite sports related. I was wondering if you did any uh, sports related events because um, I used to watch uh, a lot of the Wales football matches in the beer keller, which used to be a bit like mm. a fan zone. You know, the biggest TV yeah. on the wall, a great atmosphere and that sort of thing. There's no one really to watch, you know, at the moment. I don't know where, like, like for example, for the Euros, uh, Euro 2016, I went to quite a lot of the fan zones, but I went, watched, they didn't have the fan zones early on in the in the tournament and it, it grew as it as eventually ended up in the stadium. But uh, it grew and it grew. But uh, yeah, I was just wondering... At the moment, I, I wouldn't know where I would go to watch uh, the, the Wales games necessarily in that fan-type environment, which I like. And I was thinking maybe there's a gap in the market there. You've already got the captured audience. You know, maybe putting on some football events at, at home would be a good thing for you. Yeah, it, it, we, events is something we are looking to... to I, I have had a conversation with someone in the last week or two about trying to start up because it is, is something that has been on, on on the horizon but not got round to about some sort of events but it's trying to you know see how how things work i suppose we've got time at the minute because there's no doesn't seem to be much chance of any sort of uh, anyone going to games right now or or any sort of thing that involves uh social distancing uh, but yeah you know it's something it's something you could potentially look at and never say never about anything Something's yeah. always possible if you've got the right people around you. I was going to say, I haven't really heard much about international football. Obviously, since the Euros got moved, my guess is they're going to want to have quite a lot of you know, build-up games, if you like, to get themselves into matches. They, they usually have these friendly games, don't they, before the tournament and that sort of thing. I don't know if you've heard much on that. Uh, you know, Anything you can share that you, you're aware of on that? Well, I think it's, I think it's going to be a little bit, um, a bit different. Well... Uh, well, I say that. I think they're trying to keep everything as as normal as possible. So we've got the um, we've got the Nations League coming up in September, October, November. Um, there's there's going to be gaps for some teams because they've got the Euro 2020 playoffs at the same time. So, so these these games are going to be triple triple headers. So I'd imagine there'll be some friendlies within that as well. And then from March, it's meant to be the start of the World Cup qualifiers. So it might be a case of running straight into that. I mean, so, I haven't so heard World, anything different. Yeah, the World Cup qualifiers may be the Euro warm-ups. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, March, March uh, would be the next round of games. And then I June would be the ones after that. So I, I suppose maybe they'll try and do the same sort of like friendly setups as they did. It was they meant to have this year. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. So uh, uh, a little bit of background, really. What, where did you come from, if you like, before before the world of wonky sheep? What, what was you doing before that? Uh, my world was in the media, which uh, would explain why why we've got the media element. But 
wonky started basically because I was going on stag dues at the time and I was just fed up of paying 150, 200 pounds for a package trip that I knew could be done for the same standard and at a lower cost. Um, and, you know, that's without being, you know, going down the cheap, cheap route. Uh, and so that's, that's what, what just started it all off really. And um, at the time, the competition, so to speak out there, the other ones, the big players and all that, they were offering all these packages. And for me, it was, as I still do now with things like Stag and Henry events, things like that. It's your, it's your event, your trip, not ours. So it's about what you want, not what pre-ready-made packages that we know we've got to sell hotel spaces to, you know, to flog to you. Everything's bespoke. You look now, and most of those companies, that's what they're doing now. You know? yeah. So they took your lead. Took your lead. One of them has actually gone bust uh, during this crisis, um, okay. I have seen. Yeah, yeah, which uh, I was only I found out about through someone else, but um, it shows that no matter how big you are, no one's no one's safe. No, no. Well, sometimes the bigger you are, the more fixed costs you got, the harder it actually is during these times. Yeah, and you know, I think they're 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 one of the biggest players, and even not long ago, I think they they've spoken about expanding. Uh, or they had expanded and I can imagine you know when everything suddenly stops and you're in a position like because it's travel and travel package package regulations say that if somebody wants a refund by law you've got to refund them if something's cancelled you're faced with trying to get money back uh, get, get money back to everyone even though your suppliers may not have paid you back you know so, we're still battling with a couple of uh, suppliers now to get money back for for this year you know i know it's coming but the fact is is that i still have to fork out uh before they do and i think that's where it's not fair for the travel companies in this case is sometimes you know they've got these rules to protect the consumer consumer but there's not a lot there protect to protect them no that's right Ty. so yeah what, what sort of media background was it then what, what was you doing in the media uh mostly newspaper stuff uh, but I spent some time in London as well and working in the courts in the Old Bailey, which is, you know, it's where the real stories are, it's where the real life happens. Yeah, what sort of journalism? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, journalism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you still, um, as part of your media side of things, do you still write copy then? Yeah, it, yeah. And because that's the thing, it, it particularly is now when you're helping businesses and, uh, and clients, it, is trying to get them to understand that what is actually being looked for. You know, the, the single biggest mistake that people and companies make is they're wanting to put out something saying how great they are. And the truth is, nobody cares. They couldn't care less, you know, if you're saying this, you're saying that. They'll certainly point out if uh, they think you're doing wrong, you know, and they'll do it on social media as well which is, you know, the worst sort of platform that you want stuff like that to happen, which means then you've got to crisis manage, potentially. Um, you know, if everyone has a story to tell, but it's how you go about telling it, you know, um, you have to do it that the audience would be interested in, and you have to do it in a way that they would actually understand what you're on about as well. Because, again, the other mistake is talking in you know, your own speak or your own assumed knowledge. And again, you're wasting your time and you're wasting everyone else's time 
because nobody knows what you're going to, going on about and they're not going to watch the video anymore or they ain't going to read anything else you know and and it's just getting that through to people really it's the biggest uh, the biggest well it's, it's not the biggest but it's probably up there with the with a big mistake that people have on their website is they they write what they want to write about rather than what people want to find or what people want to read about you know and they'll write yeah. uh, stuff in in industry language or industry terms if you like rather than just in you know layman's terms that you know which which is what people are looking for those products and services in so you know for example search engine optimization can be you know how do i rank high on the internet yeah <laughs> things exactly. like that <laughs> no 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 it, 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 it's exactly that and you know some of the work i've done is, is, is in with it with the science industry and that's a perfect example of talking to the layman in absolute gobbledygook yeah but there is a way of telling that very, very simply. You know, I might have to sit down with someone for an hour and a half uh, and painstakingly go through it until I understand it. Because once I understand it, then I can write or produce something that everyone else will understand as well. Yeah. You know, I say, speak to me like I'm an idiot and I'm simple. Yeah. You know, because that's the <laughs> that's the way to do it. Uh, unfortunately, that's the way the majority of the people reading it. Uh, that's their, that's their mindset. Well, it's short-term memory. It's short-term attention span as well. You know, if you've lo- if you haven't grabbed someone by you know after the first sentence, whatever, gone. That's it. Yeah, yeah, completely yeah. gone. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why as well. Obviously, a lot of people are. Turn into videos. Why? Why I've uh, increased the the podcasting and the video because there's so much content out there now. It's difficult for to, to make any noise amongst the white noise. So you've got to, you know, do something a bit different. And you know, if you can have a, that's why I use a lot of the backgrounds in my videos and stuff because they're eye catching. You know, I'm yeah, no, no. through YouTube's and stuff. Well, the thing is, it's, it's you know, the pictures is what people are first attracted to. But this, this brings out one of my other bugbears is that a lot of people are turning to do video which is great but the one thing they're really failing to do quite often is subtitles and it's trying to get them to understand that most people will look uh, at videos on their phone they're flicking through there's a good chance there's a high chance they're not looking with any sound so if you're putting a video on youtube facebook wherever and you've got no subtitles and you're talking the chances are they're not going to know what you're saying because they're not listening. So again, you're it's like doing half a job. Yeah. Uh, I I don't put subtitles on mine, so maybe there's a, <laughs> there's a lesson in there. But you should. I, you should. I've been doing uh, the videos for a, a few weeks, like you know, and uh, I'm into producing a lot of content, which means that the, the I try and keep this, the process as streamlined as possible, because otherwise I would have to I would struggle to be able to produce the amount of content i do so different strategy really but i try not to i try not to get into editing too much uh, because uh, you know if i've got to edit then it's going to slow the whole process down like you know there is there are there are ways there are ways you can get subtitles put on quite easily uh, you may have to check them uh, that they've they've auto translated correctly but the, the, it's getting easier to add them on 
Yeah, I have used some transcribe uh, packages and stuff, but like you say, it uh, it depends on uh, whether they can pick up your words, and sometimes it can take a bit of time to go through and and, and correct everything they've uh, incorrectly uh, written down. Like you know, I have used a couple of those transcribe things, but yeah, you know, I, I take your point on board with regards to uh, you know uh, people not always listening. Um, I myself, I don't often watch, but I, but I do listen. So, but it depends, you know, because I'll, I'll put my speakers in and go and listen to some content on, on YouTube when I'm going for a run or a ride or something. So I don't necessarily do the looking, but there are people who are reversed. They'll do the looking and not do the listening, like, you know. I mean, it's very easy just to be sat down and just flicking through your phone and doing, you know, just like that, and, and I think that's where you know where you're waiting for, you're waiting for a bus or, or or whatever, and that's I think that's a lot of the time when you know people people miss it. It's an opportunity, I think. That's the only way to put it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's also a death market out there as well. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, what's what's the plans for uh, wonky sheep? In the future, are you um, going to expand? Obviously, you've got three three areas at the moment that you concentrate on. Are you planning on adding some more um, to that over time? Um, at the minute, no. But I think it's a case of adding within those elements. Yeah. So we've talked about a while, like I said, with the travel, with uh, rugby is the next big one for us. You know, there's, there's a lot of things happening in the background and there's a couple of other sports we're looking at doing as well. Um, and it's just one of those ones is I think is as long as you understand there's a need to evolve uh, and tweak in places, I think that's how we like to grow. But the thing is, it, it can just take one conversation with someone to completely change, you know, a direction you're going if, you know, something comes up that is like, yeah, this is going to be a winner. So I don't like to fix myself into any sort of pigeonhole, but it's a case of having a sort of rough idea of where you want to go, but keep your mind open to yeah. that it could it could go in a different direction. Like I said, I didn't I didn't I didn't plan to start the football. Uh, it's because people just started asking. I didn't plan to do the events. It, it was just literally because it was through the travel doing my own uh arranging my own wedding and sort of other things associated with that and it's like well you do that it's yeah. easy and you know and it's, it's it's offering something that people can benefit from it's not just another service it's something that they could benefit from yeah, i think uh, boxing trips would be a good one for you to do because a lot of the football fans like the boxing as well don't they and, and britain's they uh, got a lot of good boxers at the moment yeah, they have. It was a, uh, it's, 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 it's a good period for that right now. But um, yeah, there's, there's, we do get, you know, people say, oh, you're going to do something for this, you're doing something for that. And for me, my attitude is, well, if there's enough interest, we will. You know, there's no reason why not if there's enough interest. Yeah. Well, I think if you've got four and a half thousand sports fans, football fans in a Facebook group, you can generally probably get a, a trip into <laughs> most things, you know, out of that. You probably... You, you probably could, although I imagine there's a lot of dormant uh, fans in there as well. You know, yeah. numbers sound great, but you know, you get the same same amount of people who do. But uh, you, you know, you've got like every single group of yeah. whatever you've got. You know, but um, yeah, I said 
people people put a request in and if you know if there's enough to run trip or something you know we will yeah good 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 and uh, how do uh, people get in touch with you if they're interested in any of your uh, services um well we've got a lot of people now get in touch through through facebook and we seem to be getting a lot of traffic through that and then we get a lot of traffic through not as much traffic through the website in terms of people contacting uh, but we're on Twitter as well and Instagram and everything is monitored so people will get a response and also they won't get an automated chat bot either because while yes that does um, save people time uh, like myself time I like to give a personal touch and you know people if people message me at half nine at night not while I'm advocating for them to send me messages or things like that. I reply, and a lot of the time you get a message back with email or whatever, and it's thanking you for a quick response because they're not expecting it. But you know, we are there, we are around, and there's lots of way, different ways to get in, in touch with us. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And um, outside of uh, sort of business and, and doing the events and, and running all of those different uh, sections of your business, what do you like to do outside of that? Uh, quite connected, really. Football and travel. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty much. So you're, you're, you're a customer of your own services. Well, I am. And, and that's, that's the thing is, the, the thing that we do and what we make about the, 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 the the travel, especially football, it is it, run by fans for fans. So we're not just going to dump you in, get you to the wherever the country is, whatever. Don't get you in the hotel. Say right, bye bye. See you in four days' time. We will socialise with the fans. We'll have drinks with the fans. We'll go out for meals with you know our fans. We'll go to the games with them, and that's how we get to know them. That's how we build up a loyal base. I think we've got about loyal base of a real real hardcore of about 40 or so people who you know are going to book pretty much every trip but when they started coming on trips no one knew each other they were all like individual ones twos or threes or whatever and through the methods that we use they've all become good friends with each other they do other stuff together since that then they'll book together and that's the type of thing we create and i think that's what makes us a little bit different from a lot of other services are out there because you know we are one of them as well and they're not customers to us they're fans yeah they're, they're fans and friends um did you did you have uh, trips and, and was you over for the euro 2016 well that was our first major first major tournament um we because we'd been people had started asking us about um Bosnia, Israel, Cyprus, you know, are you doing anything for that? Because we've done a couple of football trips. And he's like, no, but, you know, if you want to go, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll sort it for you. And then when they qualified, it's like, yeah, you know, it'd be great. Let's, let's do something for the Euros. But, you know, it's still quite new then. It's like, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can do this. This is too big. So we signed up with um, a coach company who, in England, who was used to doing coach trips, uh, football trips into Europe. But as time went on, it got to a case of, you know, that I wasn't happy because they were doing things like selling stuff at IA, two-star hotels, which when they were telling us what the hotels were, they were like one-star dives. And it's like, actually, I can see how they do it, how they're doing it and all, all that. And it's like, I can do that and I can do it to a better standard. So I broke ranks 
you know, it cost me cost me a bit of money to get out. I broke ranks, used my own people, used an army of people who were willing to help, and that's where it really, really took off. And in terms of the comparable trips that we ran compared to established companies throughout the tournament, on the comparable ones, we outsold everyone. Yeah, oh, good. And haven't really looked back from from there, really. Yeah, I bet that was a I bet that was a good trip. <laughs> yeah, you know, interesting learning curves on the way. You know, especially if you're really doing large scale for the first time, there's bound to be a few little hiccups. But we got there. We got yeah. there, and you know, we every trip, everything you do, even if you've been doing something for ten years, you'll still learn new things. You know, yeah. um, things don't always go to plan, but uh, you just got to learn to manage that. Exactly, exactly. And, it, it, you know, if, as long as you learn from it as well, you manage from it, you learn from it, you know, it's just another one to put on your list for next time. Remember this, if it doesn't, you know, if it goes wrong. So, yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, but, you know, we enjoy it. You get a trip out of it at the end of the day and you get to see places you wouldn't necessarily go to visit. Yeah, yeah, that's what's good about, uh, about going away. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get to see bits that you, like you say, you just wouldn't go. I, I know I've done that with my, my job sometimes. Like I went to uh, uh, Sweden, you know, it's probably not somewhere that was high on my list. Although I might end up there again now through 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 interviews and connections and, and networks. But uh, I ended up in, I would go Gothenburg, I think. And it was lovely. Yeah, you end up places in Europe that you wouldn't necessarily pick as a holiday destination. But they can surprise you some of these places, some of these countries. We can, and I think you ask you ask a lot of Wales fans, and uh, Tbilisi most recently will probably uh, be mentioned as one of the places that they love, and you would go back to, and yeah, one of those places you wouldn't ordinarily go to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, then. Well, I'm uh, conscious that you're busy, and you've probably got lots of things to do, so I won't uh, take you uh, all day. I won't take up your time all day. But thanks very much for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem at all, and uh, uh, have a have a great rest of the day. Now, uh, enjoy your uh, time off soon. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it'll come at some point. Yeah. All right, then. There's nothing else left for me to say now, other than have a great day. I know I will. And thanks very much for listening.